Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to Killer Fun. I'm Christy, and today, today is our bonus episode for you, season two, the first episode where we talked about a ton of stuff. Oh my gosh, we had so much to say in this episode that a whole bunch of it is here, including that whole conversation that I told you about last time about social media tips and all that interesting stuff. It's all here for you and so much more. So I'm not going to keep you any longer because there's a ton here. Enjoy. See, now we talked about this earlier, but I have yeah. never seen Gossip Girl, oh my gosh. but I am a, I am a pen fan now. Yeah. I, I'll have to go back and watch. Yeah. But this guy is, I, I feel because I didn't watch it. I right. feel like this actor has come out of nowhere for me. And right. it's like, um, where has he been? This guy's amazing. He was on Gossip Girl for And years. he was on Gossip Girl, and I didn't know that. So <laughs> it's trash. I'm, gonna, no. I'm just, I'm going to come out and say it. It's a trashy soap <laughs> opera, but pleasurable in its trashiness. Is he, is he a comedic kind of guy or a serious kind of guy in the show? more serious mm. it's more it takes itself really seriously but oh, there are really it? funny parts about it but it's really well shot too it's not like the you know how no smell the s- fart acting <laughs> no smell the fart <laughs> acting thank you joey you don't know uh, what no. i'm talking about well, go look at friends <laughs> well and you know how soap operas have a certain look to them oh yeah and Gossip Girl has more of a polished sort of look to it. Okay, more of a film look. Yes, more of like a what you would. It looks like you or Mm -hmm. any of those other shows that you would expect geared towards teens. I always felt like it was like a CW kind of show. Yes. Okay. I think it was on the CW. Oh, see. Okay. I thought it was a little bit more of like a. It is young adult. Yes, and maybe a little younger than you and I, but still really relatable. Okay. Yeah, like it's old enough that you'll that your 20-something-year-old self would really relate to okay. Gossip Girl and really still be able to understand it and get all the references. And, and then, of course, there's references that we don't understand and we'll never get because they're the absolute 1% uber-wealthy private school attending New York people, which Penn Bagley's character is not this uber wealthy. They're, you know, it's a struggle for them to send their children to the private school. So it's sort of like, I don't know what I'm hearing here. Uh Uh-huh. Is it sort of the East Coast 90210? Yeah. That's a little less campy, maybe. Okay. But every bit is ridiculous, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Okay. Well, that's fair. I might have to give that a watch because this actor is stellar. 
The Haunting of Hill House is amazing. Okay. It was so good. I might check it out because she's actually somebody that I obviously had no... No. And if you hadn't watched The Haunting of Hill House, you wouldn't know who she was. Right. And I hadn't. So I didn't know her, but she was great. She she was great. And she's... The Haunting of Hill House is really good. And I'm not normally really one to be like in for slasher movies. Yeah, me either. And... uh, but I love The Shining. Well, yeah. I love The Shining. And That's not are, a slasher film. It's not a slasher, but it's like a thriller. And people will put it in the same kind of category. Yes, and they're when totally I do, wrong. They are wrong. <laughs> they are absolutely wrong. But I would say The Haunting of Hill House is much more like The Shining than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, well then I'm interested. Yeah. Because I love The Shining. Who doesn't love The Shining? People who don't like scary movies. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a little bit of a weenie, but I really, there's, I have to have the right, the right thing. And sometimes they're really yeah, like the right thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm a very particular horror genre, mm-hmm. you know, consumer. And yeah. I am a bit of a Stephen King fan. Like, right. for instance, I'm totally remiss because I am only just now beginning to finish the Dark Tower series. And it's so hard because I have so many books I haven't read yeah. from Stephen King. And if you don't know, he interweaves a lot of his other stories into Dark Tower. And so some of them I'm like, oh, oh. And some of them I'm like, oh, I wish I would have read that. And then mm-hmm. some of them I, I probably have missed a lot of references just because right. oh, didn't at all. Um, no, they existed. Yeah. So um, I'm a bit of a Stephen King fan. So I lean towards that kind of horror genre. Yeah. Did you ever read The Dome? No. It was really good. I didn't like the end. Okay. But it's a really thick book, and the journey right up and to the end, I really enjoyed. Okay. Like, it was worth reading the book, even if I didn't like the ending. Oh, hey. Isn't that right? That is weird. That's like a pretty huge compliment, I think. That's a really big compliment. I mean... Because I, I can be ruined by the end. I can just be ruined. Well, yeah. Me too. But and my next Stephen King on mm-hmm. my list is honestly the institution. Okay. And maybe because that just speaks to my my fields, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, ooh, psychos. I like psychos. <laughs> Let's look at more of them, you know, so. I feel like he would do a good job of, uh, <laughs> like, portraying them honestly and creepily and not judgmentally. Isn't yes. that weird? Yes. That seems like a very difficult line to walk, but I feel like Stephen King can walk it. Well, and Stephen King and the director of you, because uh, Joe is a freaking sociopath and I adore him. And I should be <laughs> locked up type. for thinking that way. He is. We he's right up about he this my before. <laughs> Jackie showed me pictures of like ex boyfriends and uh, compared to also. Her husband. Yes. And I'm looking and I'm like, you have a type. Oh, it's so nailed and, down. Yeah. And Ben Bagley is her is type. my type. <laughs> and the fact that he's like a recovering sociopath, I'm just, I don't know. I'm really infatuated with this guy. <laughs> you and like half of America. Yeah, <laughs> and I should say Joe. I, I, it's not Penn. Penn is not a sociopath. No, no. But, um, but his character, he does a really good job of portraying this character, and I, I just am factuated with this character. Yeah. Yeah. He walks a fine line, this director, in showing the crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Love on the social media. He's got to have some social media. But can I say that Ellie's advice not half bad? Like, I learned a few things. Oh, yeah. 
I did learn a few things. Uh, yeah, hashtags make you thirsty. I'm still going to use hashtags on <laughs> Killer Fun because uh, I'm thirsty. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. I like it, but yeah. I liked her idea of like how to snap the pictures right and things. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, maybe I can do IG. Like maybe I can uh-huh. be better at the Insta because I'm I'm not so. But now yeah. I kind of get it. Like you have a thing. You have a thing. This is why I like Twitter because mm. I have three Twitter accounts. This is going to make me sound like a lunatic, but I have, you know, I have one for killer fun, uh-huh. which you should totally follow us. Killer fun pod. And it's all like true crime, funny stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I have one for my Prince podcast and that's all Prince. It's like literally purple yeah. all the time. <laughs> and then I have my personal one, which is like following my friends and like, political stuff. Yeah. The topics you like, uh, that's how I've moved to. I'm still kind of a Facebook person. Um, I just kind of gravitate there probably because I also do some social media work a little bit. And so, and so I think that's why I don't really use it personally well. Right. And, um, anyway, all that to say, I really moved to a group format. I've kind of gone backwards, like back to the AOL groups. I have all my groups on Facebook. I like, and I actually will hit the groups tab and just scroll post in my groups because oh. then it's, it's topics that I've chosen to follow in groups where I feel like the discussion is worthy yeah. of my time. Well, honestly. And you don't have to feel like suddenly you don't like people that you actually like in real life because then you find out that, oh, they support this or they don't understand that or they think climate change is a hoax. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only one that I'm willing to like put out there is like... There's so many. I, like that on follow button. Oh, oh. snooze. Okay, so my favorite is re- the restricted list. So you're good at this. You're good at the circles. I, I had to I had to get I had to get good at it. Uh, there was things happening in my personal life that required me to mm-hmm. get good at it. But if there's somebody that maybe you're related to or maybe your spouse is related to that you like don't agree with and don't want them to see everything, but you can't unfriend them because they will notice it's so much drama. Yeah. You can restrict them. And it, so you're still quote unquote friends, but they can only see what you post publicly. And so if you want to talk about politics or science or religion, and you don't want to hear their opinion on it, this is why it's a public page. Yes, anybody can post on your page and you can post and they can comment. And that's what happens if you click public. I think Facebook actually gets a bad rap because there's a lot more options in Facebook that I don't think people realize yeah. that they could use it so much more smartly Yeah. Um, because everybody uh, tends to just go in as public and, you know, go in at a 10 foot, right off the diving board with it and then be surprised that it's anarchy. Well, it's really not anarchy. If you use all the tools it's giving you to literally just cultivate friendships to and cultivate your, and your all echo chamber. Like, well, yeah, and, you know, and you I, can, but I, I kind of d- defend my echo chamber too. I do. Too. You know, I need to explore some ideas. I think the point is that it needs to be a one way check valve. Yeah. Not everybody needs to hear what I say. Yeah. 
But I keep my page open to hear what others say as long as they will allow me. And I think that's a mutual respect. Yes. I don't need to be posting things that I know are just flat out offensive to other people just to rile them up. But maybe I do want to discuss those things in my groups who have shared my minds. Maybe the way that I post publicly about my statements would be the same way I say it publicly at a party. I might color my words a little bit to give space for other opinions or... Or initiate a dialogue that I'm ready to listen. That's the thing about public. Public isn't somewhere you just go shout. It's somewhere you have to go listen to. Right. So if you just are looking to conversate with your friends, restricted lists. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Restricted lists. Those Mm -hmm. are a very good thing. I'm all about a public discourse. I'm not all about you just go shout at everybody because you're like angry. (laughs) You wouldn't yeah. do that in public, and if you would, I wouldn't stay. So yeah, there's I would no difference. Get up and leave. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Most men are not this creepy. He is a fictionalized, amped up virgin. Version. <laughs> He's an amped up virgin. Nice. <laughs> Jackie all, lost all it. I, I gotta start this over. I can only see his Blanche. <laughs> I'm as jumpy as a virgin at a rodeo. Like, <laughs> at a prison rodeo. Oh, it's just funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <try it again>. <laughs> <laughs> but how can social media affect relationships? Well, IDK Tonight uh, had an article. Social media and relationships. The good, the bad, and the weird So the good, they talked about, it's like a really small, dumb way to show affection, but liking each other's posts is kind of just like a nice way of saying, I like you and what you have to say. Right. It's an engagement. Yeah. It's a bid. Yeah. Right. It's a bid for affection and that's turning toward instead of a rejection. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also tagging your significant other for something. I saw this. It made me think of you. It's a nice way of saying, I'm thinking of you while I'm doing this, while I see this Mm -hmm. funny meme or whatever. The bad, well, what if your partner doesn't like your stuff? Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't see it. Maybe they don't like it. You know, this is, I mean, things you have to take into account and, It can be creepy, especially if you're putting too much weight on it, or if you're sharing so much on there that you don't have anything to share when you're together. Yeah. Confession. So my husband and I have had this discussion before because he's very active with liking certain things and then he wouldn't like the things that I posted. And I realized that if I'm feeling some insecurity just in general, whether we all have times of feeling just less secure about things. Like maybe we're having a hard time at work. Maybe it's a rough time in the relationship. You start looking for those little things that give you maybe a a sign of, okay, everything's okay. You know, we like, so we start, you know, asking for like a lifeline, you know, a little bit. And so I realized that he was so active and he was liking other things, but not mine. And I felt like he wasn't engaging with things that I was posting that I had put effort into, be it like if I was posting a song I had done or something. And I thought, this is content I'm putting out there because I want to share my art and you're not, you're not commenting on it, like, or you're not liking it. And so it did, it it caused a little bit of a trouble and I had to kind of reevaluate and go, okay, I can't take this personally. He's going to see this when he comes home. Right. And he's going to sit next to me and watch it. 
I mean, right. I'm going to shove it in his face, but that's how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's here, IRL, well, you know? Like, right. And, and that's, that's part of it. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, who knows what the algorithms are. Right. You know, he might not have been served up your post. Exactly. So you have to remember those things when you start looking at this stuff. Yeah. So you just got to be careful. And then there's, you know, the weird in relationships, whereas they may be sharing like a clean up or glorified version of life. And you know that it doesn't really look like that. Mm -hmm. And that can be disconcerting. Or you can choose to look at it as I get to see the reality right? because I am within this inner circle and what they're sharing publicly, even if it's just among their friends publicly, if that's, right. you know, it's greater than your nuclear family mm-hmm. or your intimate relationship partners. Right. What they're sharing may be different than what you know the truth to actually be, but that can also be a level of intimacy that you have. So It's true. Yeah. And the only other problem is the um, connectivity with the outside world when you ought to be connecting with each other in person. Mm, yes. It's Been. too easy. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why a lot of affairs happen shortly after people joined Facebook. Like, especially when Facebook went wide and everybody started having Facebook, there was a whole, whole big thing. And it's still... I mean, it still happens, but it's maybe a little less prevalent because most people have been on Facebook for a long time. It's not like they're newly connecting with people that they went to high school with. A lot of these, a lot of people who are on social media now have been on social media since they knew these people in high school. Right. So it's not that big. It's uh, it's not the, yeah, the big connection, reconnecting the way it once was. We just waste when we're together, when we should be talking to each other. Now I'm not talking about like, Hey, everybody just got home from work. Everybody's just hanging around. You could be reading a book. You could be playing a game. You could be on social media. Okay. Whatever. But it's like, we're out to dinner and we should be talking. And instead it's like, Oh, I'm connecting. And I have a bad habit of, of it's not when we're together. It's when, when like somebody goes to the restroom and then I have a bad habit of looking at Facebook. Well, that can take my attention away. And I may not be as prepared or have the margin to receive that person back to the table and then really converse because I'm now on a different track of thinking, Oh, this person posted that. that." Yeah. So I tried to maybe read a news article. I was just going to say, maybe, um, maybe check the news rather than mm -hmm. if they come back, you can be like, Oh my gosh. Exactly. Did you see what happened? Or, Oh, I just read the, look at the cute puppy. Exactly. You know, something that's, I can converse with, or I might take a minute and just check off something check in with work. Yeah. Because like a lot of people these days, I have flexible work hours. I don't have a nine to five. I'm, I'm, I'm a 24 seven. So I'm not yeah. working and working all at the same time. So I might check in with work, but then that is easy to close that door. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I got a story. Oh, my friend in high school. My, my best, best friend in high school had an absolute crush on this guy. Okay. Oh, she was smitten. Yeah. And we would stand in the hallway at a certain time, knowing that he and his friends were going to hang out in the hallway and, you know, we could see them. And then we decided, you need to talk to him. Like, you just need to do that. But he was like, um, quote unquote, popular, right? Yeah. And she was like, no, no, I'm not going to talk to him. No. So we were hanging out and it was just one of those times where we knew that he would be kind of left 
being one of the last people. And so we were kind of hanging out as one of the last groups of people too. And then my, our other friend, a very best friend as well in the group. And she just turns around and she goes, Hey Matt. And then we both ran (gasps) and it's just her and this guy, Matt in the hallway. What happened? Oh, she bolted. She bolted. Did they ever get together? No. I actually, (laughs) I came back up and I was like, hey, 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 come here. And I told, I told Matt, I was like, oh, sorry. She meant to talk to you. And then she realized that she had to go and catch a ride. Sorry. She didn't mean to be, to inconvenience you. Cause he had turned around like, what? Uh Oh my gosh. Like who's, who would do that? Like who calls your name and then then runs and then is not there, you know? And I was like, no. And that's it. Uh, He ended up actually living across the street from me in college though. Very funny. Yeah. Good guy. Small world. Yeah. 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 Good guy. Yeah. Talk about positioning yourself. Be careful where you position yourself. Know where your friends are. (laughs) Make sure your friends aren't going to throw you under the bus with the best of intentions. (laughs) Good time. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have a psychological, psychological. All right. Thanks for checking out this bonus episode all about you season two. We hope that you enjoyed us. Find us on the social media on Facebook, Killer Fun Podcast, exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod, or you can send us an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you tune in next week. We're talking about Dirty John. It's going to be super great. There's so much to unpack in that as well. It's going to be a good time. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.